Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. Hello. Hello. Today is Freedom Friday, and it's September 1st, 2017. Crazy. Wow. Ten more days until September 11th. I thought you were going to say <laughs> ten more days till Christmas or something. Oh, no. Oh, no. Actually, we got a couple more days till uh, September 23rd. Yes. And that's when it's all, that's when the, the revelation 12 sign is in the sky and you got the the stars on the head and the moon at the feet and waka 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 mm-hmm. every year every year around this time it's the same thing and the new generation rises up sometimes the old generation and then they buy into all this september nonsense mm-hmm. it has something to do with the jewish passover or something like that yeah I, yeah Mark Blitz, those guys, they started all this nonsense. Yes. Well, yesterday was August 31st, mm-hmm. and I just, I just wanted to uh, say something, um, a short, short shout out to uh, Lukey, because I haven't heard from him in a long time, but he was like my spiritual son, Lukey. and I noticed that yesterday, the uh, 31st of August, was his fourth, uh, fourth anniversary year of being baptized. Oh. So I just wanted to say that I was thinking of him and praying for him and that I love him very much. Aww. Hope everything's going well. All right. All right. Well, you know what? The phone banks are lighting up. I think it's one of them. I think he's <laughs> called in. He's like he's called in a show. <laughs> Thank you very much, man. Okay. I'm, I'm climbing a telephone pole right now. No, he, oh, he, no, he does uh, heating and air conditioning, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. I think that's what he does for a living. Okay. Hey, okay. Okay. Let's talk about... Freedom Friday, let's, weird news, okay, some weird stuff. Now, Ms. Capel, I am not going to get upset today. I'm not going to display any righteous indignation. Indignation. I'm not, I'm not. I'm going to talk very calm, and I'm just going to give the facts, matter-of-factly, all right? I'm going to try to leave emotion out of it, okay? You think I can do that? I think you can do it. I'm going to try I'll be praying. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try. But first, I know you have a a scripture. Oh, yes, I do. You know, we're doing a study in Ecclesiastes. And uh, just how futile life is without God, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So as I'm reading, I I found this scripture and I thought it was kind of cool, especially in light of Freedom Friday, the stories that we have on Freedom Friday and such. So... Psalm 39, 4, 6 says, Lord, make me to know mine end and the measure of my days, what it is, that I may know how frail I am. Behold, thou hast made my days as a handbreadth, and mine age is as nothing before thee. 
Verily, every man at his best state is altogether vanity. Selah. Surely, every man walketh in a vain show. Surely, they are disquieted in vain. He heapeth up, he heapeth up riches, and knoweth not who shall gather them. That's my scripture. I like it. it uh, it's a humbling scripture. And I need that for today as I go on with these shows to keep humble. Perspective, really. Yes. Perspective. Okay? Okay. I'm going to take a deep breath. Okay. Everybody listening to the sound of my voice knows. (laughs) They know. There's certain (laughs) people I don't care much for. I don't care for money preaching con artists, shysters. I don't care much for people who beguile the gospel of Christ. And I don't care much for people who use it for financial gain. And you know what? The Lord Jesus didn't care for that either. Yes. Remember he overturned tables. Yes, he did. So I'm not, I'm not out of bounds Mm -mm. by not caring much for those type of reptilians. That's right. Because they're led by another spirit. That's right. They're not brethren. Mm-mm. They're led by a whole different groove, man. And there's many of them out there. There are many, many shysters out there. And one of the things that, that really gets me is they are able to mesmerize large, large groups of And I'm not being mean, I'm being factual. Biblically ignorant people. People Mm -hmm. who practice Christianity as a religion, Mm -hmm. but not as truth. They do not know Christianity as truth that's outlined in the words of God, because that's our only standard that we have. Mm-hmm. If we don't have the words of God as a standard, all we have is our imaginations to make things up. That's right. I'm sorry, but there's no person alive today that go, well, I got direct revelation from the Holy Spirit, and they're telling me to do this and that. It's written in the word of God, and as soon as we fail to recognize the words of God, And I use the plural words because they're words contained in the scriptural text. And when we fail to recognize those words as truth and absolute truth, then we go down the slippery slope of making up our own religion. And that's what these money preachers do. These false religious leaders. Well, they're actually not false religious leaders. They are religious leaders, but they're not. They're false biblical leaders. And those biblically ignorant people who follow them. And I know that sounds, oh, you're being mean, calling them biblically ignorant. I'm not. They're spiritually retarded. That is a fact. Because if they understood the words of God, they would not follow such people. Mm -hmm. They would not. And though it irritates me to all end, I see it as judgment. Because at the end of the day, every single one of us will be judged. 
for our works and the things we said and what we did with those gifts and things. So that's the preface. Mm -hmm. So we have Hurricane Harvey. And everybody knows that lives in the United States what a devastating, cataclysmic event this thing is. Mm -hmm. And it has turned into a community outpouring of people trying to help each other rescue attempts i it's amazing i've seen pictures of black men carrying little white babies out of a house and i've seen pictures of white men carrying black babies and helping black women out of flood waters the line between racism suddenly just disappeared mm-hmm there's been illegal immigrants being helped at shelters and being fed because it doesn't matter because they're human. Mm-hmm. They're humans you're dealing with. Race and your immigration status doesn't matter when it comes to these kind of cataclysmic catastrophes. It shouldn't anyway. So you're seeing this huge humanitarian effort going on in Texas and across the nation, people rallying about. So when I say this next thing, I'm sure you're aware of it. Some of you may not be. The question about Houston, Texas, is where was Joel Olstein and his mega church? One of the largest church in the United States. He has a stadium for a church. And the question was, where was this man as a pastor, as a leader? And he's not, believe me, this guy's a false teacher. He's, he's, he's a motivational speaker is what he is. And people are mesmerized by his happy, clappy message, which proves here that it was worthless. Joel Osteen's prayers and his happy, clappy message is worthless to those people who are hurting. Mm-hmm. So the question was, where was he? Where was his church? And I discovered this like two days ago that he was nowhere to be found and that he closed the doors to the Lakewood church that could house its seat 17,000 people. People, anybody, I don't have to go through this whole thing. Everybody knows about the shelters. They were being overrun. I mean, people didn't have places to go. This is a huge humanitarian effort. Mm-hmm. You have restaurants opening up. You have mattress stores opening up to shelter people. Everybody was, was trying to help each other out because this is a huge deal. But not the Christian pastor. Mm. Not the megachurch pastor. The guy who lives in a $10 million home. Yeah, I'm judging him. I'm judging him hard because he represents the gospel of Christ. Even though he's false, he still represents that to the rest of the world who doesn't know better. Mm -hmm. And that is a shame. It's criminal. And this guy 
did not open the doors to his church. And he said, he tweeted out pictures. And these pictures, by the way, are from 2001. And we caught him in the lie. And so has dozens of other people. That's right. Because they keep lying and they keep digging their hole deeper. Because no one is letting him off the hook on this one. Except maybe ABC News and stuff like that. But you go to YouTube, you go to other people. No one's letting him off the hook. Joe Rogan, no one's letting him off the hook. This guy shows pictures of, of the church being flooded in 2001 and then says, our doors will remain closed because the, uh, the building's flooded. And they, there were people who went there and filmed it and put it on YouTube. It's date, date stamped. They're talking and they're walking on dry land, totally dry land, up on this huge ex-convention center that's on high ground. Mm-hmm. That's right. And they're walking up there and there's cars in the parking lot, but it's like the staff and they're hiding and the doors are locked mm-hmm. and you can't get in. So it's a lie that they were that that they were flooded. It's a lie. Why would they lie and then continue to lie and continue to hold on to that lie? Mm-hmm. People are not stupid nowadays. They hold these mega preachers to the to the fire because they know they're phony. And this is the kind of thing that besmears the gospel and it besmears Christianity because the rest of the world doesn't know the difference between biblical Christianity and this phony baloney Christian religion. That's right. They don't know the difference. So whether they're atheists or other type of religious people, they're all jumping in on this. And it's huge. This is a huge PR nightmare for this guy. And so... I posted this on our Facebook page a couple of days ago. And you can go on our Facebook page. I posted a a really good video from a guy that um, I always send the the ultraviolet, the UV reports to. Mm -hmm. His name is Mr. MBB333. That's his channel. And what he does is he does weather stuff. He does all this solar weather stuff. It's very interesting. And so every day I send him a report and he compiles these reports. Well, he put something up, and he, he doesn't get political or anything, but he puts something up, and he says Osteen could have been a modern-day Noah. Huge church could have been an ark for shelter, but it's closed. And he proved by going real-time to the traffic cameras off the, the freeway there, Route 66 or something, or Route 60, I forget what it is, Real-time, he, he, this guy's brilliant, real-time, and showed that it was not flooded, and the streets were wide open. Yeah. The, the people, it was accessible. But Joel and his minions, these, I, don't, I can't understand how you could be worth millions of dollars and not have a, a PIO on your staff, not have a media person, because this, this is a PR nightmare for him. I can't understand how you could be that stupid in the world because it's a business. It's not a church. It's a business he runs. How could you be that dumb and not have a PIO? So it's proven. So when I posted it up on the Facebook, there was a few people who didn't like it. And there are always people who are going to defend a guy like Joel because they think he's a Christian. Mm -hmm. They're going to defend him. Well, he's a pastor. He's don't judge it. They're going to do that. There's always going to be those people. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Go ahead. Have fun. Love on this guy. You know, we'll, at the end of the day, we'll see who's right. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident I am. Pretty confident. And so then um, I posted this follow-up. 
from uh, Mr. Uh, MB333. Mm-hmm. And that shows. It's proof. And since then, there are dozens and dozens of videos. There are, there are guys who walked up to the church. They filmed it. They showed it. When Joel says, we can't open up because it's flooded, they were there on the doors going, look at it. It's dry. There's nothing yeah. here. There, and not just one or two. There are dozens. And so there, now it's a big thing. Yeah. A lot of people, Christian and non-Christian, have come out and are exposing this guy for what he is. And we saw him, Ms. Capel and I saw him on ABC News, and he looked horrible. Yep. I think that's the worst I've ever seen him. Oh, yeah. He just looks horrible. He doesn't have his makeup on, and his, he's not in his environment. And he's oh, afraid. He looks stressed. Oh. He looked very uncomfortable. Because he's lying. And he said something, and it went by real quick, but people are not letting him get away with this. He says, it was, it was flooded. And, and in 2001, you know, it flooded, almost went over the bay. And he uses 2001 real quick. Mm-hmm. He's not talking about 2017. The pictures he posted were from 2001, not 2017. For whatever reason, they didn't want to open the doors. I guess they didn't want wet, regular people, you know, Messing up the, 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 their church. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Whatever the reason, it's a nightmare for this guy. And I can only hope that his business crashes and burns. I really do. And I hope those people who are upset about it can find true biblical Christianity once they get away from this phony baloney stuff. Mm-hmm. And I try not to be angry talking about it. It's really hard. Because it just besmears the gospel of Christ to everybody. You know, and throw T.D. Jakes in there and the rest of these Texas guys that do nothing but offer prayers, but they do, they do nothing else, Mm-mm. but they'll take your money. In fact, he, Joel Olstein, when he got exposed to this, he finally opened his doors. And now he's like, well, look at all the baby stuff we have. And we have these donations and we've always been open. We've always been a shelter. And it's a lie. They keep lying. Yeah. And those donations came from the community. <laughs> they did. Not from the church. And then apparently after he got exposed from this he he put on the website a donation button hmm. and then he took it down then they took it down everything they did it's like one of those stories that has legs everything you do just goes wrong mm-hmm. but it's it's ju- you know it's judgment on this guy it's judgment people see it for what it is so anyway i i i didn't want to talk too much about this my suggestion is if you're not aware of this or you disagree with me. I don't care. I really don't. You can disagree with me all you want. I don't care. But you owe it to yourself. Go on YouTube or Google it, whatever you want to do, and type in Joel Olstein, Hurricane Harvey and look at the, the videos and the documentation people have done with this guy. Yeah. Before you make up your mind that you're going to defend him, you know. And, you know, you read all the comments and, you know, don't judge, he's a man of God. But, you know, he's, he's not. And I, I make no bones about it. I don't, I don't care for people who do stuff like this. Um, yeah, he's mega rich. He's mega big. And you show me in the Bible where that's biblical. Mm-hmm. You show me. Yeah. Oh, can't find it. Huh. Next story, Mr. Powell. Well, let me say that I think you did a really good job. Really? I yes. wasn't too angry? No. I didn't call him any names. Mm-mm. You just stated the facts. And it's just the facts. It's yeah. just It's yeah. just sad. It's a sad. I mean? It's a it's, shame. Yeah. 
It's a shame. They should have done something because they're representing Christ. Christ. Yeah. He's, a, he's a Christian pastor, quote unquote. That's what people think he is. And if you're going to pretend to be something, at least have some semblance of real Christianity. Mm-hmm. Really? Come on. I don't know what their problem was, but, you know, I can guess all day, but I don't want to surmise because then that would just be guessing now, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just a big mistake, but it's a huge mistake. And um, people aren't forgetting this. Mm-mm. Mainstream media maybe don't talk about it, <clears throat> but the underground certainly is. The people that matter. I certainly hope so. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I can't, I can't guarantee it. I'll just put it this way. I wouldn't be shocked if his financial hit is so strong. Uh, coming. Hey, how about if you went to that church? I mean, who do you think his members are? His 17,000 seat uh, members on a Sunday. Who do you think they are? Do you think they're the people affected by Hurricane Harvey? No. Well, no, they are. They're the regular people who live there. They're affected by it. So you go to your church for help, and the doors are closed. They're not helping anybody. They're not helping your family, your neighbors, your drowning baby. They're not helping anybody. I would think that if you had half a brain, you'd say, I'm not going here no more. I'm not giving this idiot my money. I would think, but I don't know. People are not that bright. But I would think. So I can't guarantee it. But what I'm hoping is he's going to take a financial hit. It's going to hurt his business. As it should. Maybe that's why he looked so somber on television. Yeah, maybe his attorneys and more, more or less not his attorneys, but his bookkeepers, his tax man saying, what were you thinking? This is a PR nightmare. And then you keep lying and you have your people that are lying. The camera and, and and these little investigators out there, they're not stupid. Just like Mr. MB33, he went to the to the traffic cams and proved you were lying. Real-time traffic cams while the doors were still closed. Not the day after. The waters didn't recede in 24 hours. The doors were still closed. He was saying it was flooded. Real-time traffic cameras showed that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. That the freeways were wide open. The streets were wide open in that area. Give me a break. Ah, okay. Yep. And that, that's just that's my uh, that's my deal. And I know a lot of people, you know, want to defend this guy. And boy, don't talk bad about Christianity. And you know what? It's like, I, I'm done. I don't care if you're my friend. I don't care if you're my friend or not. You don't follow on Facebook anymore. I can, I can care less. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we're going to find out who's right. We're going to find out who's right and who's wrong. Mm-hmm. Because I guarantee you, it's, there's a right and wrong answer here. It's not gray. You know, the other thing I want to say, there's never... Let me go on here. I don't know if I get to the rest of the news. There's never been a man or woman in the scriptures that's been mediocre that God has been pleased with. You name me one. 
that has walked the fence and said, well, I understand that, you know, Israel's worshiping Tammuz in, in the temple, you know, because people, you know, people have different beliefs. But, but I think we should give them a break because they believe Tammuz is Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And God says, yeah, that's cool. I'm pleased with that. Hmm. You know who he's been pleased with? He's been pleased with Abraham, who showed by faith that he believed in God. That's right. Who was about to sacrifice his only son because he was told to. He's pleased with Jeremiah, hmm. thrown in a pit, preaching, being ridiculed, taken to Babylon. He's, pre- he's pleased with Phineas, who took a spear and thrust it through a man having sexual intercourse with a pagan woman in front of Moses. Mm-hmm. And he took a spear and thrust it through both of them. And God held that man in honor. Mm-hmm. He's been pleased with Gideon, who says, how am I going to fight all these Midianites with only 300 people? But he did it. Mm-hmm. He's pleased with David. You, you can't name one mediocre man that God's been pleased with. So whoever's listening to me, if you want to be mediocre, you can be mediocre. But at the end of the day, we're going to find out who's right or wrong. Joel Olstein is mediocre. Joel Olstein gives a, a gospel of, of, of warm clappy. His little, his little tweets were like, get this one word in your soul, people. Right in the middle where people are losing their freaking lives. And everything they own, he tweets, get this one thing in your soul. God's got this. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't cut it, man. You can't just say God's got this and he's some magic genie and he has it. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, when people are um, needing a place to stay, get out of the storm, yeah. some food, shelter. Yeah, come on. Come on. Mediocre. Mediocrity has never been honored by God. Not in my Bible. If you don't read the Bible, maybe it has, but not, not, in the, not in the Word of God. Not in the real Word of God. It's never been honored. Jesus wasn't mediocre. Mm-hmm. Paul wasn't mediocre. Peter wasn't mediocre. You name one mediocre person. Huh. Huh. Can't think of any that God was pleased with. Mm-mm. Weird. Yeah. Even the young, rich ruler who said, what do I need to be saved? Jesus says, follow this, follow that, do that. that." I've done all this stuff since I was little. That's one thing you lack. You need to sell everything, give it to the poor. Lay up treasures in heaven and not on earth. Come and follow me. And he walked away from the Son of God. Mm. He walked away from man, from God-made flesh. Because he couldn't give up the riches. Now he goes down in biblical history as someone who pleased God or not? Not. Now he's mediocre. Mediocre man. Want to be mediocre? Be mediocre. I choose not to. That's why I yell. All right. Can I go now? Yep. Okay, next story is... uh, the Burning Man. Yeah. Well, all this is going on. Well, all this is going on. Guess what the pagans, pagans are doing? Seventy thousand 
pagans. And when I say pagans, I mean people who worship Satan. Nobody here, nobody attending the Burning Man Festival is not a Luciferian worshiper. Mm-hmm. Impossible. Impossible. There's only two masters. You either serve one and hate the other or hate one and serve the other. There's no gray master. There's no middle of the road. There's no meteorocracy. And all of these pagans serve Lucifer. Mm-hmm. 70,000. They brave this huge dust storm in the middle of the Nevada desert. It's a dry lake that they go to. They build an airport. So, you know, the rich ones. Yeah. You, you know, Elon <laughs> Musk, you know, um, Zuckerberg, uh, Bill Gates, all those guys, you know, they attend this stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't know they're there. They're undercover. Well, it's right, a big ritual. There. It's a big ritual. Everything is a big ritual. And it's, in fact, it's called, um, what's the theme of it? Oh, it has see. something to do with ritual, but the whole thing is about ritual. The um, radical they, ritual. Radical ritual. That's the theme of it. And they call it an art and music festival. It runs over nine days until September 4th. That's going on right now. 70,000 people there. Uh, I guess it takes like four hours in traffic just to get like two miles or something. Yeah, it's, it's something crazy. ridiculous. It's nuts. The, the, the year's theme is radical ritual. Everybody going there, they're asked to create interactive rites, ritual processions, elaborate images, shrines, icons, temples, and visions. Mm. So you want to tell me not everybody is Luciferian there? Of course they are. You have to be. And you should see these pictures. It's just people, people look like it, like from the movie Mad Max. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. But it's going on right here. But they look like things from Mad Max. Well, all their costumes and their displays are a lot more um, extravagant than they have been in the past. I mean, yeah. I'm looking at some of these pictures and it's, it's wow. And there's sexual orgies. Oh, yeah, Everybody's having sex with on. each other. There's drugs everywhere. Um, yeah, it's a mess. So that's America. It's the biggest pagan festival in America. It's huge. It's been going on for years, um, and that's what that's what we do, right? Instead of calling out to God and going, "Wow, Hurricane Harvey, you know, Lord, let's repent. We don't want you know this stuff coming up to other cities." And instead of doing that, hey, let's just all go to the desert and worship Satan. That's that's good. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, that's that's a good that's good American values, right there. Here's, uh, here's another one. This headline is suspected pregnant woman's murder told boyfriend, this is our baby. Oh, this one is sick, sick, sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's, part, here's part of the judgment is all these demons mm-hmm. have possessed humans. They become reptilians. Mm-hmm. They're possessed. The crimes of today are beyond the crimes of yesterday. These things are crazy. So there's a woman. She's charged in the murder and disappearance of a pregnant North Dakota woman. And that was a woman. She had disappeared. It was a couple of weeks ago, and they found her body mm. all wrapped up in a saran wrap or something, hanging from a log. 
And uh, so anyway, this woman says she admitted to taking advantage of this gal who was her neighbor and then taking her newborn. Yeah. You know how she took her newborn? She either cut it out of her gut. Yeah. Before, after her death, I'm not sure. But the gal was eight months pregnant. Mm. And then the psycho uh, gal tells her boyfriend when she comes home, this is our baby. Mm-hmm. This is our family. Uh, this crazy gal, her name is Brooklyn Cruz. She's 38 years old, so she's not a kid. Mm-hmm. Her boyfriend is William Hohen, 32. And they were both charged in the death of Savannah Graywin, eight months pregnant. She was their neighbor who was last seen on August 19th in their apartment. And Graywin reportedly went to the apartment to sew, but then disappeared. And initially, these people told the police that Graywin returned to her home two days after visiting the couple. But uh, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Hohen told the investigators he came home from work that day and found his girlfriend cleaning up blood in the bathroom. Mm. And she says to him, quote, this is our baby. This is our family. Oh, dear Lord. While holding a newborn girl. Uh, she changed her timeline of events. She admitted to arranging for the mother-to-be to come to her home to take her baby. She allegedly told Graywin how to induce labor by breaking her own water. I don't think that happened. No, that's Powell. a lie. No. No, I no. don't believe it at all. She, she cut it off of her. Um, the dude said that he dumped the garbage bags with bloody towels and shoes in a random dumpster. Nice. Nice. And then the police found the baby believed to be Greywind's on Thursday in the apartment. Greywind's body was found wrapped in plastic and duct tape and hung up on a log. Oh, dear God. Okay? Is that not demonic? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. That's demonic. Yeah. That's demonic. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's why I get a little irritated about phony Christianity or the religion of Christianity. Because it's failed. The, 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 the phony churches out there, it's failed. You got people like this running around. Why? There's no morals. There's no values. But yeah, you got Burning Man going on. And I got a mega church. I'm not going to open my doors. And then I'm going to lie about it. Mm-hmm. And then people just, yeah, going to defend this creep. But they won't defend uh, this gal who ripped the baby out of her. There's no difference. <laughs> yeah. No difference. Shame is shame. Next story. Utah woman gets prison for starving her son, locks him up in a feces-covered torture chamber. Now, this is about um, this is about an hour away from us in Utah. Mm-hmm. And you know, this woman's face looks a lot like the one the, from the previous story. It does, doesn't it? They mm-hmm. have that same... Meth-induced... Zombie look. Zombie look, yeah. They've got demons all in them. Mm. Yeah. They need their drugs. they got demons. They're all messed up. Uh, yeah. It's just about an hour away from us in a, in a place called Tokerville. Tokerville! Mm. Let's go to Tokerville and get some toke, man! It's spelled T O Q. U-E-R-ville, Tokerville. And a Utah woman, she has been sentenced to prison for locking her then, he was 12-year-old son, in a feces, 
coated bathroom and starving him more than a year. Mm. Now, this gal, her name is Brandy. She's 36 years old. None of these people are children. No. Except the dangerous age is, is your 30s, I think. That's when they're all crazy. Well, she's from Tokerville. She got three consecutive sentences of one to 15 years in prison for child abuse. They should have hung her from a tree. Mm-hmm. They, should, they should have given her a death sentence for this. She could serve up to 45 years in Utah State Prison. The mother, like that's what she was. Yeah. Pleaded guilty to causing her son's malnutrition. He was also found to suffer from a protracted loss of the use of his limbs and extensive mm-hmm. emotional and mental delays. Officials described it as a torture chamber. The, you know how much he weighed when they found him? 33 pounds. That's it. That's it. Oh, Lord. This judge, this judge who did the sentencing said he had never seen anything like it in his 30-year career. And he described her actions as deplorable. Mm. Never seen anything like it. He said he's handled murder cases, rape cases. He said this is unbelievable, quite frankly. Mm. Yeah. So the young boy actually explained his conditions while he was uh, locked away in this feces-covered bathroom. He says, instead of eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I would only get one meal of a couple of hot dogs every other day for months. Mm. The statement said, I felt frozen when I was drenched with ice-cold water in the winter. My gosh. Yeah. The judge uh, found the victim's letter really heart-wrenching. And then uh, he says, especially when the young boy said he would like to talk and see his mother again at some point. Mm -hmm. Because he says, she did horrible things to me, but she's still my mom. Yeah. I feel safe now. I started feeling safe when I got away from her. Mm. Wow. Wow. So this kid was bolted in a bathroom, coated in, in poop. He was locked in a space that was set up for confinement specifically. He was kept in isolation for years. And uh, this chick even used a monitor to monitor him inside the bathroom with oh. a camera. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This, this is not by accident here. So he had all kinds of problems. You can, you can imagine this. He's all kinds of pain. He's, he's messed up. He's messed up. Wow. Yeah, apparently he's 13 now and has elevated liver enzymes, peeling skin, low vitamin levels, and sores when he was initially hospitalized. Man. And he could barely walk. 33 pounds at 12 years old. And in a lot of pain, it says. Yeah. And apparently the father, um, this chick banned the father from seeing him for a year. And also, I mean, because questions were, where was the rest of the family on this? But they said that she was a master manipulator. Like a lot of drug users are. Mm-hmm. Meth heads and, you know, alcoholics and things like that. They're, they're very good manipulators. Mm-hmm. You know what annoys me is in this article, her defense attorney, this Edward Flint said that she did not abuse the victim intentionally, but did it as a way to deal with the stress in her life. Oh, not intentionally. So I locked him up. I bolted him in a feces-covered bathroom, gave him two hot dogs every other day for months, and I had a camera in there to watch him, but I didn't do it on purpose. Mm -hmm. I was stressed out. I needed drugs. 
I needed math. Good Lord. I know it. Good Lord. What a failure of society. What a failure of Christian religion, phony Christianity, Cheez-Its following people. Failure. Mm-hmm. Failure. I'm going to take a, uh, a short break, Ms. Capel, and I'm going to be back with my last failure story. All right. Tim. That's going to really irk everybody's nerve more than it's already irked. <laughs> oh, yeah. You think it can't get worse? Wait till uh. you hear this. Right will back. You are listening to the Kapow Radio Show Network. Kapow stands for Kingdom Against Powers of Wickedness. Kapow is sponsored by Fifth Media, a digital publisher of ebooks. Fifthhookmedia.com has a selection of ebooks about spiritual warfare and Christian living. Visit fifthhookmedia.com. That's F I F T H O O K media.com. Remember, that's fifthhookmedia.com. F I F T H O O K. Kapow! What's up, yo? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm done, yo. Demons in My Marriage Bed from all online digital retailers, such as Amazon.com, Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, changed the way my spouse and I conduct spiritual battle and has increased our alertness level to the tactics of Satan. Please do not be fooled that such things cannot happen to you. Rather, get prepared and become the spiritual warrior needed to overcome in these perilous times in which we all live. Okay, we are back from the Kapow, Ms. Kapow. <laughs> All right. Okay, one last story. Right. This is this is this is the fail. Yeah, the major fail. A they call her a woman, but I say she's a monster. Ugh. A woman says if she gets four thousand retweets, you know. Because I'm on Twitter. I'm going to be popular on Twitter. I got social media. A woman says if she gets 4,000 retweets, she won't abort her baby. Huh? Do I need to read that again? I'm just... Huh? Wow. (sighs) Wow. Wow. In the 11 years since Twitter revolutionized the way we use social media... It's been used and abused by billions of users, they say. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Oh, then they have to throw some anti-Trump stuff in there. Typical article. Uh, but it's not just the public figures who attract attention on the Twitter sphere or their antics. Regular people attract adversity, too. So, this young freak, this creature monster thing that... It's taking on it's taking on the shape of a of a human woman, but it's really a reptilian. She's known as Sai Panting. Sai Panting. She posted an alleged pregnancy announcement and then threatened to get an abortion unless she got enough retweets. Mm-hmm. Her, uh, her actual Twitter thing says, I'm four months pregnant, I need 4,000 retweets, and I won't abort it. <clears throat> and then some say, uh, it seems like an awful attention-seeking ploy, but there were those who believed her and expressed their concern. Of course. I'm looking at the picture, and she doesn't look like she's joking. Mm-mm. 
She looks really serious. Why would you joke about something like that? Oh, man. I love how she's wearing that cross on her neck, too. Yeah. Stupid idiot. And then it got a lot weirder and confusing. Because the purported father of the baby got involved and expressed his shock at the pregnancy. Not only this, but we got a glimpse into how the relationship ended. And then... um, he says, you told everyone I died. Then you sold my dog for tickets to a Little Pump concert. Oh <laughs> I don't even know who Little Pump is. Little Pump. Who the, who the hell is Little Pump? <laughs> that my dog just answered me. And I think <laughs> she said Little Pump is of no concern. <laughs> yes, I can yeah. understand. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. The Little Pump's a punk. And only stupid people listen to Little Pump and they want to abort their babies unless they get retweeted. So uh, anyway, and then another lady <laughs> another lady comes up and says, what uh, WTF, Nathan? What about our baby? So I guess the baby's daddy has several Yeah. Knows? Oh dear so these Lord. Pe- dear these Lord, people are Lord. mentally retarded, right? They're, they're, they're totally... And they're just multiplying. Yeah. They're multiplied. They're mentally, spiritually, and emotionally retarded. Whatever her name is. Sang-pang. Sang-pang-ting. Um, and it gets a little weird. So at the end, Sang-pang. Sang-pang-ting. She got her 4,000 retweets. She got it. Because people didn't want her to abort the kid. Yeah. Uh, but that's bizarre. That's, that's, that's the world we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So this just opens the door for some other loony two to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to think that that kid, well, that abortion was 4,000 tweets away, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, in either case, the kid loses. Yeah, exactly. Because the kid's going to be born to this idiot. I mean, it just makes... Uh what we've been learning about Ecclesiastes so much more meaningful, you oh, know, yeah. where he says it's just better if I had never been born. I mean, you think about this baby. Oh Lord. Oh yeah. This is your mother. This is your father. You know what? Chan- Life's hard already. Yeah. But then you're, you're born into this. It's, yeah. It's just mind-boggling. It, it probably wouldn't be a normal kid anyway. With, with parents like that and with their, you know, they're listening to Little Pump, it's probably going to be born a little reptilian anyway. So that's my only solace. <sighs> or, you know, maybe she'll end up reporting it when she can't get, uh, you know, 4,000 likes on Facebook. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? And then she'll be on Ellen DeGeneres' show talking about it and yucking it up. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Oh. I think that's all the uh, horrible, horrible news I have for today. Horrible alternative perspective. Unless you have anything else, Mr. Powell? No, I think we've said enough. Yeah, all right. I'm going to get out of here and, uh, you know, tune in on Monday when we're talking about Ecclesiastes and I'm a lot calmer. (laughs) Ciao, babies. (laughs) 